Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. We're moving into another time in the, uh, in the pastoral epistles uh, that are the prison epistles. And so Andrew has been talking about those for the last couple of weeks. Um, as we're going through those, uh, one thing that I think it's important to remember is that Paul is writing to a people that are the same as you, but are different from you. Uh, they're different from you. I'll start with that uh, in, in this way. As Paul is writing to them, they are not uh, reading this letter through the lens of uh, 2,000 years of uh, being organized as the church. They're not looking at this through the lens of, of everything that has happened over the centuries in terms of how God has brought his, uh, the, the, the life of the Spirit through the people of God into the church and then has used the church uh, to, to proclaim the gospel over centuries uh, through, through many ways, uh, sometimes through ways that are, uh, that, that are a struggle, sometimes through, through ways that are glorious. And so as they are reading this letter, they are reading it as something brand new and fresh. Uh, the world had never heard of this revolution in Jesus Christ uh, before. This is within the first couple of decades uh, of everything happening. And so they don't have that sense of, look how far we've come. They are in the very beginning. Uh, and they are living uh, in that way, in a, in a way that is fresh. They are the same as all of us, as you and I, in that uh, their lives, uh, before they met Jesus, were lives that had, uh, had, had problems and, and, and had brokenness and had confusion. Um, and the Lord had, uh, the, the, the gospel of Jesus had met them in a powerful way, and they had come to Christ. They had given their lives to him, and they were now following Jesus. Just as those of us today come to Jesus, we bow our knee, we are filled with his spirit, we receive his grace, and then we follow him. And so they were different, uh, but they're the same. Now, I, I tell you that um, because in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul begins uh, with this verse. He says, as a prisoner for serving the Lord... I, Paul, beg you to live a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Now, let me read it again. Uh, Paul, we know, is writing from prison. These are the prison epistles. We know that, don't we? We've learned that over the past couple of weeks. He's writing from a Roman uh, arrest. He's in a house arrest. He's not in, actually in a jail, but he's under house arrest. He's chained to a Roman or he's guarded by a Roman soldier all day, every day, all night, every night. And so he's saying, as a prisoner, why is he a prisoner? He's a prisoner for serving the Lord. He, he hasn't robbed banks, you know, he hasn't uh, mounted an insurrection uh, and the troops are coming for him and his band of mercenaries. He's, he's a prisoner because he's serving the Lord. That's the only reason why he's under arrest. And he says, as a prisoner for serving the Lord, I, Paul, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. And as I was reading uh, this, and, and as we're going through this, the, the dailies take a chunk every day, but when we get here on Sunday, we, we, we kind of say, okay, based on all the chunks that we've had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 
what do we do with this? As, as I've looked at taking a kind of a, a bigger bite, what came to me in my study this week is that what Paul is really asking of them, this is his big ask, be as guilty as I am for following Jesus. I'm a prisoner, Paul is saying, and it's not that I want you to be a prisoner, but I want you to be as guilty as I am for following Jesus. That's what he is pleading for them to be. Live into this calling. You, you, you have been called by God. Live into this life. Be worthy of it. Um, when I read that, I had two questions. The first question, and there's an obvious answer in the beginning, and, and that's the question, why? Well, two reasons. The first one is obvious. Why be as guilty as I am for following Jesus? Because God has called you to be. Um, and we know that, don't we? God wants us to be guilty of being accused of being a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, God has called us that way. Lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Um, when's the last time you, you kind of thought about that and you went, but actually, I'm not just trying to struggle along and, and to do this, to muscle my way through. I've actually been called by God. God has actually called me to live this life. And, and so, therefore, if he's called me, he must have equipped me. And we're going to get to that in a little bit. But I'm living a Christian life not because I'm just trying to obey a bunch of principles. I'm actually living this Christian life because God has, has called me. Um, and there are other parts of the scripture. He's called us, you know, out of darkness into his wonderful light. And we're, we're going to get there in a little bit. Second reason, though, is this. He's called me, but Jesus has also freed me. He's freed me. Uh, be as guilty as I am because God has called, because Jesus has freed me. Uh, and that's where he goes in chapter 4, verse 17, where it says, Live no longer like those who do not follow Christ live, for they are hopelessly confused. And this is what these, these people are, are being reminded of. I think that's what he's calling us to remember as well. We are called to follow him, but when we think about why we're called to follow him, it's because we used to live in confusion. And, you know, it's interesting. When I look around uh, today, as I'm sure you do, do you see a lot of confusion? It is confusing to live today, isn't it? Uh, Shannon was just saying thank you for, for, for being so patient and so uh, supportive uh, because I can tell you that, that even trying to lead in the church right now is somewhat confusing. We live in confusing days, uh, and I've said more often uh, than I probably should that it's like leading now not in a, uh, from a mountaintop to a mountaintop where you can see clearly where you're going. It's like leading in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a corn maze. It's like leading where you can see just this far, and that's as far as you can see, and you don't know whether you're going to have to go left or right, but you're following in this. And it's good to follow Jesus that closely and to rely on him, but what Paul is getting back to is, Actually, your life used to be like that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You lived in a way that was hopelessly confused. What, what is life about? Um, what does it mean to be alive today? There, there are so many people that I talk to that don't know why they're even existing. And I could tell you stories about, about people like that, but I don't have to because you know people like that as well, don't you? And what Paul is, is, is reminding them is, People of, of Ephesus, this Ephesian church, this is how you used to be. Um, and the people around you are hopelessly confused. Their minds are clouded in darkness, and they wander far from the life God gives. 
It's like they're in the dark. It's like they're in the fog. They're, they're confused. They can't think straight anymore and are addicted to every sort of obsession and perversion. Uh, and once, you were full of darkness. That's how you used to be. But now you have the light of the Lord Jesus. So therefore, live as people in the light. Um, why be as guilty as I am for following Jesus? Because God has called you to be guilty. Uh, and Jesus has actually freed you to also be guilty. You're actually free to be guilty. You're not wandering around in confusion anymore. He's called you out of that into this, into this wonderful light. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, as, as I was thinking about that, and we, were, we usually have a, a, a video of some people that we, we've interviewed. I, uh, I've actually asked my friend Orlando to come up. Um, and Orlando, if you want to come up now and take a stool with me, I, I want Orlando to talk a little bit about how God has uh, helped him journey from his darkness and confusion into, uh, into God's wonderful light. Uh, I've known Orlando since I've, I've come here. Orlando, actually, um, say hello. Good morning to Orlando, by the way. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Orlando and I serve um, together right now on the board of Seaverks, uh, the Cowichan Valley Intentional Recovery Society. I've talked to you a little bit about that. We're in a place uh, right now where we have, uh, we're, uh, we're, in the, we're in the midst of purchasing uh, the old school in Shemanus, the Catholic school, St. Joseph's school, and the, the, the thought is to turn it into, uh, into a, a therapeutic long-term recovery uh, center for women uh, who are coming out of addiction and their children. Um, and Orlando, you, you, know, um, you know a lot about that because actually God has brought you out of that as well, hasn't he? Um, can you tell us a little bit about of, of, of your story? Take a couple minutes and just talk about how it's up there on the screen. You can see it up there, how you used to live hopelessly confused like all of us did, but your confusion was really coming out of a life of addiction. Well, the, uh, when you talk about chaos and confusion and trauma, that's the life I grew up in. <coughs> I'd like to say I lived... In a great church family like this, you know, when I grew up, I did not. Uh, my, you know, my mom would send us off to church once in a while to get rid of us. And, and uh, we never went to church as a family, but, you know, she'd give us a dime and say, go off to church. And half the time I took the dime and bought Smarties with it. But, uh, yeah, you could, yeah, you could buy Smarties for a dime at one point. <laughs> so, so, uh, but... The thing for me was that I, I recognized that, uh, you know, since coming out of my, this trauma that I lived in, this chaos, this drama, this perpetual life, that's, like, that's how I grew up. Um, it was normal to me. It was, it was completely uh, um, comfortable. I knew it wasn't right. I knew it wasn't the way it should be, but it's all I knew. It was just completely comfortable to me. And that led me into all sorts of other addictions that I've, you know, I've, you know, I had to deal with. And that, those addictions led me into a life with Christ, really. You and I have talked often, and um, we agree on this, that all of us struggle with addiction of one form or another. Uh, I, you know, we can all talk about the things that we are pulled into in terms of addiction. And addiction is confusing, isn't it? It, it, it leads to a life of, I don't know why I'm around. 
It's very confusing because it pulls us into a place where um, there's no way out. We don't feel like there's no way out, though there's any way out. And uh, um, even as a, as a believer, I've, I've recognized other addictions that I have other than my primary addictions. And I've recognized that, you know, again, I'm still comfortable with those addictions, but I want out. And, I, and, and the only way I can get out is by following the Lord and, and listening to his voice. And I like the analogy you made about, you know, the corn maze, because that's it for me, is I just have to follow him as far as I can see for today and, uh, and, and get through it that way. You know, but for me, it's just a total... Complete, utter surrender to God is is the only way I can keep my addictions at bay. Yeah, and, and I can absolutely relate to that. Uh, one of the things you said in terms of following the Lord in the in the maze is you, He can't get too far ahead, and we can't get too far behind. We have to stay that close to Him. And and within the twelve steps uh, within the program, you know, step three is such a wonderful step, isn't it? I mean, one steps one, two, and three are about saying, my life is actually insanity. It's not just confusion. It's insanity, and it's destructive. And actually, it's not a case of having a better life. It's a case of actually really dying or living. And, and then step three is the only solution is I, I turn my life over to God. Yeah. How, how did that happen for you? Well, um... Uh, because, uh, you know, I, uh, for those of you that don't know, I mean, I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict, and I, I quit at a quite an early age, in late 24 years old is when I quit. And, and, and uh, um, I just realized that I was completely hopeless, helpless, and powerless over my addiction, and that, that, that I couldn't do it on my own strength. And if I, and the more, I, I tried. I, God knows I tried many times just to say, this is, this is enough. I'm not going to end up on waking up in a house where I don't know the people. I woke up one morning in a place. I woke up and there was people are having breakfast and I didn't know who they were and they didn't know who I was and I didn't know where I was. It wasn't a very pleasant place to be. And I just said, enough. That's enough. I got to stop this. But I couldn't do it on my own strength. I couldn't stop on my own strength. I could not. And I tried with all the will that I had. And I come to realize that I needed help. And I needed not only God's help. I needed a community's, community's help. Yeah. yeah that's, yeah. And, that, you know, with our recovery community in Shemanus, that's what we're trying to foster is a, is a, a, a means of people knowing that we, we don't need to do this on our own. We need God's help, and we need we need each other's help. Amen. Yeah. Stop for a minute, as you heard Orlando say that, and think about this gathering today. This is actually a gathering of a recovering community. We are recovering from sin, aren't we? We're actually recovering from the things that we all struggle with. For yourself, um, it, it was uh, substances. You know, uh, I can think of things in my life that uh, aren't as obvious as that, but that are addictions nonetheless that God has asked me to no longer do, to walk out of. And the only way that I can, that any of us can walk out of the things that pull us into confusion are by giving our life to Jesus Christ. Let me read these verses again based on what Orlando has just said. 
as you look at the Bible uh, through those lenses. Uh, live no longer like those who do not follow Christ live, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are clouded in darkness. They wander far from the life God gives. They can't think straight anymore. They are addicted to every sort of obsession and perversion. And once you were full of darkness like that, but now you have the light of Jesus, so live as the people of light. Live in a recovering community as the people of light. Absolutely, Orlando, absolutely. Let me, let me go on. We're going to talk some more here in just a second, but that's why. So Paul is saying, be as guilty as I am for following Jesus. Why? Because God has called you to that, and, and Jesus has freed you to actually live that, that, that new life. Um, how? He goes on in Ephesians to say actually two things, I think. Uh, he says the first thing is that we actually have to put off, throw off, are actually his words, notice there, and then to put on. I liken it to changing our clothes. And the Bible actually talks about that uh, in other places. Uh, you know, exchange your filthy garments for new fresh ones. You know, you'll be white as snow, you used to be soiled. Uh, I changed my clothes. And he says, since you have heard about Jesus, have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature. Change your clothes and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And then a little later, he says again, uh, actually the next verse, put on your new nature as you let God's Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. A nature to be created, a nature created to be like God. And so how we do that is we, we, we come, as, as you said, and said, uh, we, all of us get to that point where we go, my life is out of control. Uh, I, I cannot get over what I'm struggling with. I give my life to God. It's all I can do. I give my life to Christ. And then God says, good, now we're going to change your clothes. Now we're going to take off the old. We're gonna, actually, you're going to throw it off. That's, that's almost a, it's, it's a lot more assertive than just take it off and carefully hang it up. You know, because you might want to wear it again. It's like throw it off and throw it away. Put on these new clothes, your new nature. Here's what, here's what it looks like. Throw off your old nature. Uh, the first thing he says is stop lying. Um, Orlando, my, my experience has been, I think yours too, is uh, I'm the best, I'm, I lie best to me. Yeah. Is that the same for you? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Stop lying and tell the truth. Um, how are you lying to yourself today, not just to others? What's the lie that you are telling yourself today? Jesus says, if you're going to put on the new clothes, tell yourself the truth and then tell others the truth. Don't stay angry. Um, forgive and reconcile. Uh, any thoughts about anger? The, the anger is something that's uh, one of the hardest things I've had to deal with in my life, really, is you know, not reacting in anger because anger is my, was my defense mechanism. It was my, the way I protected myself. But I try not to do that anymore. It does happen from time to time, but I try not to do that anymore. Yeah. And about, about lying, you know, one of the first things that, uh, you know, working with people in, in, that are heavily addicted, you know, but I mean, this is true for all of us, you know, is, is that, and, you know, and, and that's the thing that I've come to realize too, is that, is that, uh, people that are uh, addicted, I can learn something from them. It's not me teaching them. Uh, you know, if somebody, somebody I'm working with is actively addicted, 
to something, I can learn just as much from them as they can learn from me. It's not about me teaching them how to live. It's not about that. But one of the first principles that I have to learn, I, I had to learn, was to let my yes be yes and my no be no. And that it's okay to say no, it's okay to say yes, but just, you know, grow up, be a man, stop lying, and tell the truth. That was the hardest lesson I had to learn, you know. And it's, it's really true out there of a lot of people, addicted or not, I believe. Completely, completely. Orlando, I had someone say to me not long ago, um, you need to be careful in telling the truth that you tell it completely, that you don't spin it. It's true, isn't it? Don't be harsh. And uh, don't, pardon me, don't use harsh, foul, and destructive language. Instead, encourage and build up others. Um, instead of tearing down the people around us, which we, we do well when we live in anger, um, we encourage and build others up. But don't hurt the Spirit of God. Delight the Spirit of God. Um, any thoughts about when you feel the delight of the Holy Spirit in your life and how different that feels when you used to feel the grieving of the Holy Spirit? I think for me, if, I, if, I, if I'm feeling the, the, the Spirit of God upon me, it's kind of like I said the other day to you, Ken, it's like when I spend time in prayer, I don't know how to pray. I'm not very good at it. You know, I'm not really sure what to say, you know, but I do spend time in prayer every day. And then somehow that gives me the, the, the feeling of doing what's, what's right and what's good. And that's got to be the, the spirit of God upon me, you know, and it, it's just, uh, I, I, I carry that with me through the day and I pray many times through the day. Prayer is really connected to, to me for that. Yeah. And then finally, uh, get rid of dark attitudes and behaviors and words. This is the changing of the clothes. Be kind and patient and forgiving. Uh, again, what a challenge. Uh, one of the things that I see in your life, Orlando, is uh, as a man who is walking into kindness and patience and forgiving, not that you get it right all the time like none of us do. I certainly don't. But leaving those attitudes and things behind is literally like taking off those old clothes, isn't it? And saying, I'm actually going to live with the clothes of kindness on and of patience on and of forgiving on. Well, <laughs> I, I wish I could say that, you know, I gave my life to the Lord and all of a sudden I'm just blessed, anointed and speaking the word of God every time, all the time, right? It just didn't work that way for me. It, it, it was uncomfortable for me in a lot of ways when I first gave my life to the Lord because it was so new. Wearing the new clothes was just so new and it felt uncomfortable, like kind of getting a new suit, you know? It, it just felt a little bit uncomfortable to me and, and some days it still does. I'm still learning how to wear those clothes. It's, it's you know, I, 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 I've never quite arrived, you know? And when I do arrive, you know, come and tell me I haven't arrived because that's just the way it is, right? <laughs> you know, I can never feel quite comfortable, but I do have a peace that goes beyond understanding of just knowing that I know that I know that I'm in communion with God and I live in that, even though, like you said, some days are better than others. Amen. Uh, Orlando, I... I I love what you say because it just rings true, I think, for all of us. It certainly rings true for me.
that none of us have ever arrived, um, and none of us will until we stand with God one day and Jesus is with us, and Jesus says, Father, this person's with me, and then we've arrived, and then we will know fully as God fully knows us now, and because he fully knows us, um, he knows that we struggle getting those old clothes off. Um, you know, sometimes I, I laugh looking at this because it reminds me of sometimes, you know, and I can't quite get my pant leg off and you're trying to get it off or whatever because you want to throw on fresh clothes. Uh, and yet they can stick with us, can't they? Yeah. Uh, so we throw off and we put on. Uh, and then the second step is this. I carefully determine what pleases the Lord. As, as I think of... Uh, the rest of the steps in the program. I mean, we get to step three, which is where it begins, giving our life over to God, to Jesus. And then the rest of the steps are about taking off our old clothes, putting on the new clothes, and then carefully determining what pleases the Lord. And uh, I love what Paul writes in chapter five. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. And then a little later, that verse, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Any thoughts on how this is uh, a careful determination of living. It's, it's not an accidental life, is it? Uh, to live a life of uh, sobriety, uh, of, of living past our addiction, whatever they are, sobriety from whatever we struggle with, is an intentional life, isn't it? Very much so. It's not something to be taken lightly, and it's, uh, it's something I have to be reminded of every day of that I am I am powerless over my addictions but not only am I powerless over my addictions I'm powerless over really what you know to live a good Christian life I'm powerless over that the only way that I can live that good Christian life that the Lord wants me to live is by seeking his power recognizing that that the only power that I have in my life comes completely from God, and and uh, moving forward in that. And if I if I if I can't move forward in that, I'm just running on my own steam, running on my own strength, and you know, getting into all kinds of trouble when I do that. At the same, and so there has to be an intentional. Like you've walked intentionally in this for over 40 years. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is which is um, actually I'm 43 years sober on Tuesday. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, don't clap. Don't clap because it's 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 only by the grace of God. It's Amen. not about it's not about it's not about me. It's not about me. It's 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 just me trusting God. It's it's really, you know, it's 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 about the grace of God really only. Yeah. And as as you sponsor uh, other men, this is where it, the intentionality is so critical, isn't it? Because to walk with Christ is intentional. It's not accidental. Accidental is where we end up in addiction. Intentional is where we end up living in the light of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, you know, I, when, I'm, when I'm sponsoring other men, I have to realize that, again, what do I know? I really don't know that much. I, you know, somebody... Say, so, well, how do you stay sober for 43 years? Well, you, you don't drink and get old. It's not complicated, right? <laughs> right? And, and uh, but, you know, if I start to think I've got the answers, I, I can, I got this figured out for this person. Um, like in, in our, in our 
Elm Street Recovery Community, which is going to be called something like that, we're going to want people to come, you know, from our congregation here and volunteer. And one of the hardest things we have to learn, we're going to have to learn is that we can walk intentionally with the Lord by coming alongside. Not being a little bit with all the answers, you know, but just coming alongside. And, and as long as I remember that I'm just coming alongside, I, I don't have all the answers. Uh, sometimes the people in the street out there have uh, some answers that I need to hear. So yeah. I don't know whether that helps or not, Ken. But. Uh, I think it helps, especially in this way, that Shannon talked a little earlier about how as a congregation we want to be in the community, for the community, and with the community. And what you're talking about is with. And that's the most powerful part of walking with Jesus, is that we walk with Jesus together, but then we also walk with those who need Jesus, who are living in confusion, and who are living in darkness, and don't like it, but they don't know how to get out of it. And, and we're not coming there saying we're superior. We're, we're coming there saying we're... Uh, we're recovering, and we know where to go to find re recovery, and we ask them to join us. We want to walk with them and them with us, and we learn together. You're absolutely right. Uh, the last part of this, is, chapter 5, is this. Be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly. And here it is again. He says it in a different way, doesn't he? Understand what the Lord wants you to do. Uh, what a great prayer to every day to ask, God, help me to understand what you want me to do today. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. I've always read that to Orlando around alcoholism uh, is that no matter what our addiction is, it's a substitute for being filled with the Spirit. Whatever the Spirit is that is filling us in addiction, in this case, it, it, it's, it's with wine. For, for whatever our struggle is, though, it's a Spirit filling us with something that is not God's Spirit. And so it's like reject whatever the spirit is that will make you drunk with whatever the addiction is. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's really who we are, isn't it? We're people that are filled with God's spirit instead of whatever spirit is, is out there. Orlando, thank you. Thanks for sharing this morning. And uh, I think now it's just a... I, it, stay here, if you would. And I... Um, Let's just, let's just, let me, let me pray for you and let's just pray together, all right? Because I, I think the challenge for all of us is really unmistakable today. Um, we are all people who are recovering. And it is only because of the Lord that we're recovering at all. Uh, he is the one we go to. He is the one that has uh, the answer. He is the one that sheds light on, on what we're addicted to. And he is the one that then takes us out of that into the light and gives us new clothes to wear. And we take off the old and we put on the new. And then he says, walk with me and understand what I want you to do because I want to bring you life. And then walk with others and bring them along with you. <clears throat> Let me pray for all of us today uh, as, we, as we pray. Will you bow your heads, please? God, I think this morning... All of us, uh, first of all, have to recognize, and we do, God, point out to us where, where we struggle with, with being addicted. Lord, uh, it may not be something from the outside. It's often an attitude from the inside. Uh, and it, it pulls us down, and it, uh, it destroys us. And it destroys our relationships with, with other people. 
And so, Father, we come to you and we, we thank you that you have set us free. And for some of us today, uh, Lord, we need to be reminded that we walk in freedom and maybe we're, we're, our clothes are getting a little soiled and we have to, we have to get those fresh clothes on again. Uh, for maybe there's someone here who's never heard this before, and, but it makes sense. And they understand this for the first time. And, and Lord, if, if there's someone here that, that simply needs to say, yeah, I, I've been living in confusion for a long time and I, I'm lost and I need to live in the light of Jesus. Lord, may that happen for them today. And Lord, I think for, for all of us here, it's also simply a case of, yes, wearing those clothes and then understanding what you would want us to do as we, in humility, walk forward. And so, God, today, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us again. We say, come, Holy Spirit, fill us. Fill us with yourself. Not the spirit that perhaps we came in with, uh, but, Lord, the spirit of God, your spirit who you are. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would then lead us in, in wisdom of how to be guilty of following you. Lord, we all want to be guilty of following you. And it's an intentional life. It's not the accidental one. And so, Lord, will you help us to do that through your spirit? But will you also, Lord, provide uh, others in our life that we can walk with? And thank you that that's what our house churches are about. Lord, thank you that we can walk with others uh, in small groups and in large groups in order to in order to know you better and to walk with you well. I thank you for Orlando, Lord, for 43 years of walking with you. Lord, may he have many more. And may as he walks uh, and brings others along the way with him, Lord, will you fill him with power and strength. And may he always point back to you in humility and in grace. We bless you and we thank you for yourself and for Orlando in this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. Thanks.